Chargers Powder Hour is a brand new Los Angeles Chargers podcast that combines the latest team news, storylines, guest interviews, and analysis of the games with friendly beer and banter. Catch brand new episodes every Monday and Friday, wherever you listen to your podcast, and make sure to follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Powder Hour Pod LA for all the latest news and updates about the pod. Hey Bolt fam, this is Colin from Chargers Powder Hour. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my biggest takeaway from OTA so far. I'm also going to talk about Joe Lombardi. He speaks for the first time this offseason and the first time since the end of last season. So I'll have my takeaways on that as well. And of course, it wouldn't be an episode of Chargers Powder Hour if we didn't talk about the right tackle position and address that position battle. Thanks for listening to another episode, and we hope you guys enjoy it. Good stuff. Let's get it cracking. Episode number 15. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. Today's episode is brought to you by moi, Colin, one half your co-host. And uh, I'm excited. We got we got some stuff to talk about today. We're kind of at that point in the NFL offseason. And I've talked about this before on some previous pods where there's just not a ton happening and you know as as a diehard NFL fan as a diehard Charger fan um it's it's a tough part of the year because you know there's just not a, a ton to talk about really um and uh that's okay because you know the good news is a lot of that stuff is on the horizon i think i saw today on twitter that we are officially 97 days out from the first Charger game, first game of the year, which is super exciting. Um, less than 100 days. We're officially down to double-digit days until the first game of the year, and that is really positive to think about. Um, you know, if you're a sports fan, I mean, obviously you got baseball to kind of keep you going over the summertime, but, you know, baseball's a long season. I get it. You know, it's not always the most exciting sport to watch or you know especially if it's not like the playoffs it's you know not always the the funnest thing to watch but um nba finals are going on right now celtics and warriors that series is tied so um that's looking looking like it's going to be a a good series there so we got that going on but as far as football as far as nfl goes um kind of quiet you know the chargers entering the second week of OTAs this week, or excuse me, they're entering the third week of OTAs this week, I want to say. Um, but some good takeaways from, from the first couple weeks. And, you know, I think the big thing, the biggest thing to take away so far 
is definitely the attendance. That's been super positive to see. You know, I, I've read articles, I've seen tweets, um, obviously listened to you know some some media press videos from from uh, some guys on the roster, and it's very positive to hear that you know the 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 vets on this team are are as bought in as they are. Um, that's going to be super important come you know October, November, December you know, January down the stretch and, and hopefully into the playoffs next year. Um, you know, that's, that is a big makeup, a big part of a championship championship team's DNA, I believe is, is the camaraderie and, and, uh, you know, the, the, the vets and, and, and all the players being bought into the coaches being bought into the system. That's all super important. And, and that's, that's been really, you know, the biggest takeaway from OTA so far. Um, but I want to kind of talk about it a little bit more in depth because today, uh, today is the Monday, the sixth. The Chargers um, actually did not have practice. They um, held a fundraiser for I think it was a, a Chargers Impact Foundation. I want to say, um, and uh, a cool fundraiser. You know, they they went went and golfed. It looks like. Saw some awesome videos on Twitter of, of Justin Herbert. I think I saw Drew Tranquil, Keenan Allen, um, Brandon Staley was out there. Um, so it's just awesome to see. I mean, it's not Brandon Staley was actually quoted saying this today at a, you know, at part of the the media portion of it, and you know he he was saying that you know this is just another another great way to help build the the, the camaraderie and, and the culture on this team, and. Um, you know, it's it's not a practice, but you know, it, it just shows that guys are bought in, and it's really it's 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 music to your ears if you're a Chargers fan, and it is because you know that's that's gonna be what takes this team far and gets them you know down the stretch in the playoffs, deep into the playoffs. You know, it's not just gonna be talent alone, or you know, the coach, or you know, the scheme. You know, there's gonna be times in the season where this team is really tested whether it's you know weekend or week out or you know down the stretch whatever it is and to have that leadership that veteran leadership and you know to have the just the 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 coaches the staff they have in place it's really exciting it's really exciting and um you know that that's that's a big bright spot um of the offseason um outside of obviously single-handedly winning the offseason and, and going and signing all these big-name free agents. But um, you love to see it. Keenan Allen was also quoted saying, um, you know, you, you can see that the culture is growing. Guys are bought in. Guys want to be here. You know, he said, you know, the new guys, the new vets that came in, you know, during the offseason, they like what they see. You know, they're liking what they're, what they're hearing and, and they're liking what they're seeing on tape and, and how this is going to translate during the season, how this defense is going to come together or this offense is going to come together and put out a really good finished product on the field on Sundays. And um, there's just not much more you, I guess, want to, would want to hear, um, you know, about the culture of the team and, and, uh, and, and that state. So that's just really, really awesome. And um, I think a side note on that too, something that's also – pretty important you know it's not it's not that teams haven't you know 
haven't you know had uh, I'm, I'm going to use the word drama free so what what I want to get at here is you know the chargers have had a drama free off season i mean almost perfect off season uh you know no contract issues they they went out and re-signed the guys they wanted to bring back they went out and they were aggressive in free agency in the draft um lots of big signings uh, whether it be starting pieces depth pieces um, camp bodies even you know we saw some of those signings that you know we don't know if they're going to be on the roster but it's just good veteran leadership um, you know presence and also competition you know that's gonna it's gonna sharpen other players at their position and, and it's really gonna help help you know the best guys make this team so I say all that to say, you know, drama-free offseason, nothing, you know, I mean, every now and then, every season, you know, you, you see a team, whether it's, you know, a contract issue or, you know, most of them are contract issues, um, but it could be a number of things, you know, guys wanting to test free agency, wanting to get traded, um, happy with production, wh- whatever, not happy with production, Chargers haven't had any of that this offseason and there's no sign of them having, you know, any, you know, we just talked about attendance being amazing through OTAs. You know, I don't see anyone holding out over a contract issue. I don't see anyone, you know, yeah, I just, I don't see anything crazy happening. I also saw a stat this last, uh, this last week that's, that said the Chargers are the only team in the NFL that have not had a player arrested over the last five seasons. I thought that was a really interesting stat. You know, it's a, it's a good stat, you know, it's definitely something that uh, you want to avoid. And, you know, that's impressive that they've, they've gone that long without having any off the field issues. So no off the field issues, no, no on the field issues, no contract issues. Um, That's, that's really important. Um, You know, I think, I'd have to go back and look, but I would I would be willing to bet that you know, each of the last you know 10, 15, you know, a good a good portion of the last 20 Super Bowl winners, I'd say probably and I have no idea, I'm totally just throwing this out there, but I I would say probably 75%, so 15 of them, you know, lacked major drama on the major drama issues within the team or you know with players or coaches or staff they you know nothing crazy popped up over the year and again i'd have to go back and look at that but it's just a really good recipe that the chargers have right now no off-season drama you know guys being bought in attendance high um, building the culture it's it's really it really should get you excited and I know this has been an exciting off season and you know as a Charger fan and you know Charger fans everywhere we're 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 ready for this off season or excuse me for the season to start tomorrow and so you know I hate to just you know continue to add to the hype train I mean I don't I don't hate it but. Um, you know, it's really, I'm the type of guy that, that really, you know, I, I just want to see, you know, how this, 
this team stacks up early on and uh, then kind of make my assessment as to how far I think. I mean, I know how far they can go. They can they can win the whole thing, you know, and I I couldn't have said that before the, this offseason because now, you know, I've seen how serious Brandon Staley is, you know, to going for it. And I haven't seen that from a Chargers coach, you know, in my lifetime. So that to me right away told me that, Hey, this team can go and win, win the whole thing. Um, but I still want to see how they, you know, how they perform those first couple weeks. And I'm not even talking regular season. I'm talking, you know, uh, preseason or, or maybe even like training camp. Um, just because, you know, as much as we hate it, you know, health and injuries do play a major part in, in how this game, you know, plays out, how this season plays out. And, you know, I, I guess that's really when I when I say, you know, I want to see them get to August or, you know, September, get the first couple of weeks. I really just want to see them get to the season, you know, healthy because obviously once the season starts, you can't control. I mean, guys are playing, you know, 100%, 100 miles an hour. Stuff's going to happen. It's 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 football, and guys are going to go down. But, you know, that's that's also stress is just how important, you know, those depth pieces were uh, or, or are that the Chargers went out and got, you know, guys like Bryce Callahan, Kyle Van Noy, uh, you know, Morgan Fox. Um, the list goes on. So that gets you really excited if you're a Chargers fan, um, you know, and that's something, you know, I think that that lessens that that argument. I think in years past as a Chargers fan, you know, when we really didn't have the depth and, you know, big injuries would, would, would uh, you know, occur, they were really, I mean, they were almost backbreaking injuries. And, you know, that was a big fear for a long time. You know, I think by going out and getting the depth pieces that they went out and got this off season, you know, that lessens that fear of, Oh my God, if we lose, I mean, God forbid, if we lose, you know, I, I would say everyone, you could lose anyone on the roster outside of Justin Herbert. If you lose Justin Herbert, I mean, the season is just fucked, right? It doesn't really matter what you do, but I mean, you, you could lose the next, the, the next three, best players on this team and you know probably being derwin james joey bosa or rashawn slater you could lose one of those guys for the year and you still have a chance to win games make the playoffs and make a run because of the depth that you've added at those positions or at other positions um and you know that 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 can move over and fill in and and uh, keep the keep the train chugging along, um, I guess if you will. But that's something that we haven't had in the last. <laughs> it's been a while. I know 2018. You know, looking back, 2018 was it seems like forever ago. We did have a lot of depth on that team, and you know, a lot of those guys. You know, that that team did get kind of broken up pretty aggressively in the the years to follow, um, and never really had a chance to. Uh, I mean, injuries played a big part. But yeah, I mean, a lot of that's a lot of those guys are, are long gone, and so you know, it, it's just really exciting to see them have that that type of depth again. Um, but moving forward, 
wanted to spend a minute here talking about the offensive side of the ball and you know how important the offensive familiarity is going to be uh, for Justin Herbert entering year three. I don't think I mean it's been talked about a few times over the offseason, but I really think you know if if people were if the knock on Herbert last year was well you know we need to see you know year two regression we need to see how he does going into year two is he going to take a step forward is he going to take a step back well you know he answered the the call with you know five thousand plus passing yards um, over you know thirty plus touchdowns um, and uh, you know setting setting NFL records left and right so. Um, did okay there. I think he proved that he he belongs in this league. He's a starting quarterback. He's a a superstar starting quarterback. Um, and now he you know you enter year three. He has the same offensive coordinator. He has the same scheme. He has the same personnel. Uh, same everything, with the exception of a few additions, since he was back in high school in Oregon um, years ago. So just think about all that he's accomplished in his first two seasons in the NFL, you know, with, you know, first season having the worst offensive line in the league and an incompetent head coach to year two where, okay, you get a good coach, uh, but you have a new offense. You have to learn a new scheme. um, You have new guys to, to throw to. Um, and he still finds a way to excel. So now you go into year three with some familiarity, some continuity on that side of the ball. And how can you not, you know, it's so hard. I mean, it's so hard to not sound or be just a total homer or, or bias when, when, you know, going over stat predictions for him this upcoming season. I know me and miles, uh, we threw around some, some loose predictions a few episodes ago, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's hard. It's really hard not to just be so high on, on Herbert going into year three because of the continuity that, that I just talked about. So, you know, I mentioned he's got the same staff, um, and the same personnel. Um, he did lose Frank Smith, but you know, Frank Smith being the offensive line coach, you know, he took the, the OC job in Miami. So Frank Smith is gone. Um, but you know that's that's the only change there. Um, as far as personnel, he's gonna have the exact same personnel as last season, with the additions of Gerald Everett and rookie Zion Johnson. So again, tons of familiarity, few additions, um, but you know it's nothing compared to the years past where you know he's getting brand new, brand new personnel, brand new scheme, brand new coaching staff. Uh, brand new level of football entirely going from you know college to the NFL Justin Herbert you know buy stock I mean his his stock is already pretty high right now but just continue to buy it because this guy is 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 set up to have a monster year and you know it's so fitting that it's gonna it's gonna be his third season in the NFL um, and I think that third season for a lot of quarterbacks, you know, is really where they, you know, they excel and, and they take that step forward. Um, and I think he shows people this year that, 
you know, he's a, a perennial top five quarterback as long as he's as long as he's gonna be playing. You know, guys like Brady and Rogers are, are on their way out and you know, it's yeah, it's him, it's 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 Joe Burrow, it's uh, Patrick Mahomes, it's um you know, Kyler Murray, it's 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 the the younger generation of quarterbacks that are on their way up and he very you know, he very well could be leading the charge out of all of them. Uh, you know, I think he's got to get to a Super Bowl before he can really enter that conversation and at least kind of get to, you know, Mahomes' level of, you know, hey, I've, you know, I mean, his resume, he has a long way to go to to put up a resume similar to Mahomes. But, you know, if you can get to a Super Bowl, it's funny how how much more serious people start to take you. You know, you look at Joe Burrow this last year and – um you know, I mean, I know the Chargers and Bengals fan bases kind of have a toxic uh, relationship with each other because of those two guys being in the same draft class. And I get it. You know, both fan bases want to say that they have the better quarterback and those guys are going to be linked to each other until they, you know, are out of the league. Um, and so that's just, you know, I don't have I don't have a problem with Bengal fans. Um, you know, I think Joe Burrow. And, and Justin Herbert are going to go, you know, tit for tat, you know, over the next decade or longer. So, um, you know, I, I think those are just going to be two, two of the top guys um, for a long time. So, uh, let's see. Continuing, continuing to talk about the offense here, Joe Lombardi uh, had his first press conference um, for the first time since the end of the season. Which I didn't know. I, I just assumed he had he had spoken at some point during the off season, but apparently he had not. Um, but he was able to get in front of the mic and uh, you know say a few things. And you know I, I thought a few of them were were interesting and, and definitely you know worth writing down and um, and talking about here on the pod. So uh, first thing was you know he he was talking about. And, um, I probably should have just already rolled rolled into this one, but uh, you know he was talking about just where they are this year compared to where they were last year with with Justin and and the offense, and you know he he said they're they're years ahead of where they were a year ago today. So um, again, just to play more on the you know continuity and and the 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 benefits of, of having that familiarity, you know he said last year this time. Justin was trying to just trying to you know figure out what play to call and how to relay it into the huddle and um, you know all that stuff. So it, it's it's a totally different aspect when you're actually when you, you know you have that stuff down and you don't have to think about it um, and you can and you can actually you know spend more time focusing on the defense um, and uh, and and other assignments and and coverages and, and uh, protection and, and all that and you can grow as a player when you don't have to think about the, the the most simple things of man let's just get this play called right and get it relayed into the huddle um, correctly so you know that's that's really again just really cool to hear really fun to hear because again it's it's just a you know music to our ears as, as fans and uh, we hope that you know that definitely translates to uh, Justin Herbert having you know, his career year again, 
um, this next season. So um, Lombardi also said, you know, he, he can fo- focus on football 202 stuff. So um, that's kind of what he was referring to as far as, you know, defenses, um, coverages, um, you know, timing, uh, progressions, things like that. So um, that's really exciting to hear. Um, and Justin Herbert, you know, I think he's, he is the MVP favorite. I think according to PFF, I, I don't know. I think I want to say I saw that somewhere on Twitter, but, uh, if he's not, like I said, put your money down on, on him now because, um, huge year incoming for Justin Herbert. And lastly here, uh, last thing I wanted to talk about real quick before I get out of here that I thought was worth talking about and worth noting was the right tackle battle because Lombardi also gave us a little bit more clarity on that uh, situation slash, you know, call it what it is. It's a a position battle. You know, two guys are are battling for a starting job in the NFL, and and, uh, that's a big deal because it's a premium position, and... It's definitely a question mark. You know, it's one of it's one of the few question marks left on this roster, and um, it's going to be a, a center of attention. It's going to be, you know, a, under a microscope pretty much all summer and and all camp. But um, you know, Trey Pipkins and, and and Storm Norton, last year's starting right tackle, are going to get a chance to um, battle it out in camp and somebody's going to come out somebody will come out on top as the as a starting right tackle come week 1 um of the season i've said it on on record on the pod I, I have said that you know give me Trey Pipkins give me Trey Pipkins right now you know it's it's June 6th um you know we're early in OTAs you know i don't want to i don't want to say storm norton can't improve over OTAs and camp and preseason. Um, but And I know the sample size that we saw from, from Pipkins last year was smaller than, than Storm Norton's, but he just looked so much more improved and so much better than we had seen him in years past. And Norton just kind of looked like the same guy. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Forgive me, but I have just images burned into my brain of week 18 last year. And Storm Norton just getting obliterated by Max Crosby. Like snap after snap um, in the most crucial times of the games, down the stretch, fourth quarter, overtime. I mean, it was just tough to watch. And um, I just, I never, I mean, I never felt that way about Pipkins last year. And I, I know he didn't have the sample size to really back it up, but going off of what we had known pipkins to kind of be and then to see him progress into that was very encouraging very exciting and um you know again duke manyweather working with him again this offseason you know calling pipkins one of the, the most improved guys um that he's worked with um over the last couple seasons and um i it's i said it last episode and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna start the trey pipkins hype train and uh and i think the dude deserves deserves some credit at this point um you know he's he's been through the gauntlet um as as far as 
you know, when it comes to Chargers, Twitter, and, and Charger fans, um, loving him, hating him, shitting on him, um, you name it. But, uh, you know, that guy, I think, emerges as the, the starting right tackle week one. And, um, you know, that's that's my pick. That's I'm going to ride that all summer. I'm going to ride that in, into camp, into preseason. And, uh, you know, we'll get Miles' take on it more eventually as you know, as the, the, the summer plays out. But... Um, I am I am all about Trey Pipkins at right tackle, and um, it, you know that'll be a fun fun position battle to uh, to pay pay attention to. There's gonna be a few other ones, but uh, you know I think that's really the only starting position up for grabs on the roster. I mean I'd have to kind of think about it here for a second. Um, and I guess middle linebacker is one of them, but you know assuming. You know, Kenneth Murray is, is, is back in time and ready, ready to go week one. You know, that's probably already between him and Tranquil, you know. But, uh, yeah, right tackle is a huge, huge position. It's open, and uh, we'll see who fills it. But we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and making this uh, uh, a fun passion project for both of us. But uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at powder hour pod la uh you can follow us there and get all the latest news and updates about the pod and as always don't forget uh to catch brand new episodes every monday and friday wherever you guys listen to your podcast with that being said i'm gonna get out of here have a good night peace